0: Hey, welcome back everybody. HSC podcast number 17, 17. So, uh, thanks for joining us. If it's your first time listening or watching, uh, now, you know, we are on YouTube and we're on Apple podcasts and we're on Spotify and, uh, we get some, uh, some listeners on Spotify and Apple podcasts. That was pretty exciting. Uh, not obviously as many as we got on YouTube, but if you uh, can't catch us on YouTube, please jump on, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's awesome. Uh, They don't like looking at us. No, I mean, it's better. I mean, you guys listen. You get to hear us and see us. So what would you want more than that? Uh, But that's awesome. So thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Uh, If you uh, aren't subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, Jump on that playlist. You can catch all of our our, uh, previous podcasts. And also, you can listen to them all as well. So uh, let's jump into it here. We got uh, Big Box Steve and uh we got of course the big smooth and now back on the mic fresh west good to have you back Wes. this is a this is in west's wheelhouse missed him for the 80s movies but man got you back for the 90s movies so uh so first uh we're gonna jump into our first topic and uh, uh stay for the whole podcast because at the end we're gonna talk about the nfl draft which is uh the first round but the first thing i want to jump into today is the 90s movies so what we're doing is we're gonna look at what's the best movie slash maybe our favorite we might have some bias uh for for most of the genres we're not gonna hit every single genre and uh, according to imdb which they're they're pretty loose with their genres did you guys notice that yeah <laughs> it's like three genres for one movie one movie is just like all over the place so Uh, that that actually added an additional challenge in here so before we jump into this uh Wes you missed the 80s movies Derek we were just talking about this this I think was harder to choose one 90s movie in each genre than it was to do a top five 80s you
1: know what do you think about that Derek well, yeah, I could see that. Although after we did the 80s, then we started thinking about tons of other movies we could have used too. Right. Um, I think some of the topics, some of the categories are pretty, I think, cut and dry. And then others, like, I feel like um, comedy and drama, there's so much.
0: Yeah, there was quite a bit of mix in in most of them. But yeah, you're right. I think there's a couple where I, I feel was pretty strongly about the ones I went with. I didn't have much, uh, but there was also so many. Um, it was kind of surprising. I mean, Wes, when you were looking at the 90s movies, do you, did you remember or realize that there are that many good 90s movies?
2: Well, I mean, I've been saying for about 10 years, they just don't make movies very, I mean, they don't make movies like they did in the 90s. I mean, I think I just the 80s, of course, I I just as a child, you just kind of want to forget some some things in the 80s. So I don't I tend to watch more 90s movies just in general. But there was a lot of great movies in the 90s. And, you know, and then you get to 2000 and around 2008, it just seems like there was just everything went downhill. And um, quite a bit quite a bit yeah pretty much but um but independent movies in 1990s of course that's you know kind of where it all began they actually had real independent movies that you know you actually went to the film festival and independent artists uh,
0: before we jump into the movie picks uh what do you what's the difference for you for 80s and 90s movies you know, is there is there a big difference between how they were made? You know, acting, the writing, like what's the difference?
2: Um, it's kind of compare. It's almost like comparing, in a sense, uh, '80s movies to '70s movies, like '90s movie '90s movies, even the way they're shot, the just the type of movies. They're just, it's um they're not, it's not catchy, like 80s movies were. The 80s was the catchy, the um, kind of just the it factor when it came to um, so many great movies, but you wouldn't say that they're, you know, you know, they're not as dark. The 90s was dark like the 70s.
0: Interesting. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There was some feel-good movies in the eighties. You know, as far as um, the storylines, I could see that. Uh, Derek, how do you think about uh, you know the, the advance in technology? Do you think that helps the nineties over the eighties as they advance that ten years or so in, in technology of making movies?
1: Well, on some, yeah, there are some revolutionary movies that were made in the nineties. That still hold up today from the technology, and um, that were like groundbreaking when they came out, and I mean they still get used today. Um, I'll, I'll spoiler, I'll put one that's not on my list, but like think about like the Matrix, right? Like the slow motion and all that. It's still being used and parodied today. Yeah.
0: And it was new, you know, it it was new to the scene. It was, it was very revolutionary. I think it's is a good word for it. Um, I, I think in general, just looking at, you know, there, there was a lot, there was kind of the beginning of CGI there, you know, of real advanced CGI where they were starting to use that in a different way. Uh, they were able to, you know, not necessarily have to, you know, full on set, shoot everything. You know, they could actually uh, cut out some of the set shoots, save themselves some money, but also make it, you know, a little bit more realistic sometimes because you got to admit sometimes when you see those old sets, you're like, come on guys, <laughs> this is obviously like a set you're zooming in on, on the table, you know? And so I think there's a little less of that in the nineties. And in my opinion, there was still some of it, of course, but I think there was a little less of that. Um, so. Good, good stuff there. Uh, love, again, I'm still, for me, 80s is still the best decade. So uh, even go, going through the list of all these 90s movies, there's some great movies there. I, I still can't say it's better than the 80s. So uh, 80s or 90s, Derek?
1: That's really, really tough. Um, I have to, I'd still have to go 80s just for the sheer fact of a lot of the Spielberg movies are in the '80s, and George Lucas, and those were pretty big movies back then. The '90s, they had some, but it—I mean,
0: well, they have a lot.
1: Yeah, but you <laughs> didn't have any Star Wars in the '90s. That's true.
0: I mean, and Star Wars was, was just revolutionary, groundbreaking. Last uh, oh. '80s or '90s.
1: Um.
2: I have to say nineties for me. Um, yeah, there's just, there's just so many, I'm more of, it's probably the last decade for even the idea of an epic movie or, um, but there's just so many great movies, so many great comedies, um, pretty much every genre. And then the independent films,
0: um, yeah, there was, there's definitely more, or, or, I, I thought, I think there's better independent films in the 90s and the 80s for sure, but that has to do with, right, what was happening in, in that time, and, and as it was becoming a bigger thing with th- film festivals and things like that, right, so there were more it, as well as better.
1: We should have added an independent category. I know, Steve. we
0: should. I, as I was looking through the movies, I was like, because then, because sometimes you run into the independent ones, and you're like, man, I'd really like to put this one on there, but I only get one. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, you're going to compare that to some of the the iconic '90s movies, and it's like, man, it's hard
1: to it's hard to do that. So,
0: so let's yeah, jump I into have, it.
1: I have two independent movies that are near and dear to my heart that i'd love to put on the lists but i'm like i can't put them over these other ones
0: okay okay there's a couple of movies as i was going through this is like that's a Derek movie it's <laughs> like I, I can't imagine not having that but then how is he going to pick this over these other movies right so so let's jump into action first so uh so wes why don't you lead us off what is your o- one and only action movie
2: it has to be point break
0: oh my gosh i thought that was Derek's.
2: (laughs) well you know that i that's the thing it's like i was trying to pick another one that you know (laughs) wasn't point break but i just can't it's right i mean it's far and away to me the 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 best you know i think it's hard like because i always like to distinguish between what's my favorite and what's and what's the best That was my biggest problem. And Point Break, that I mean, should have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm not saying it should have won because, I mean, again, when it comes to so many good ones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When it comes to Oscar movies in the 90s, if you ask someone who's rating like an Oscar rater, they're going to tell you the 90s is just such a, a better movie for the top five than the 80s movies were. Right. So, but I think Unforgiven won that year. Right, but um, which is an amazing movie, amazing, yeah. So, but I think it should have been nominated,
0: right? I mean, and you just can't. If you don't love Patrick Swayze in that movie, yeah. I mean, I get it, Keanu Reeves, and and you know, I'm, and I'm not, not a Keanu Reeves fan, I think he's good, I like him, but nothing like what Swayze did in that movie, yeah.
1: Gary Busey. <laughs> I mean
0: yeah. e- e- the supporting and, and the storyline like it's all good but man without Patrick Swayze in there right? like is that is point break the that movie I yeah so love it so yeah point break I thought it was Derek so
1: Wes threw me off
0: so Derek what's your action
1: <laughs> see it's, I went the opposite instead of going with my favorite this one I went with what I feel like would be the best, and that was Terminator 2. I did it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's true. So, uh, I won't even spoil it. I went Terminator 2 also. So, (laughs) why did you go Terminator 2, Derek?
1: Oh, just like we were talking about with the CGI and everything, it was revolutionary with everything that was happening. Um, The liquid metal Terminator and the story was great. Uh, The first Terminator was really good, but the when you go back and watch it, the um, special effects are not really great. Right, where T right. two, it still holds up today, and that's where. I, and I kind of have a um, test because uh, my wife's not much of a like older movie watcher. So when she watches an older movie and she's like, mm, "Look at these special," I'm like, oh, you got to think <laughs> of when it was made." T uh, two still holds up. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously I went T2 as well, uh, because it's not often that the second's better than the first, right? Uh, and so that's my opinion. I know people might argue that, but I really believe T2 is better than, than T1. Um, and when you talk about the uh, not just the CGI, but the storyline itself and Arnold coming back as a good Terminator, or not a good, but you know, like a helpful Terminator. But also, they they break the story in it. You know, they really like help you understand about Skynet and and everything that's happening. So you feel like you really get the Terminator series from that movie. Um, and then, of course, you know that the liquid metal Terminator is just awesome, right? <laughs> it just makes the movie, and it's just it's pretty cool. So,
1: and then uh, the, the other thing I love is Linda Linda Hamilton. First movie, she was more. What you call meek you know getting protected this one she's a total badass right
0: like, like she, has, she has to be and,
1: yeah but it, but she doesn't overdo
2: it no, like now it's not you know we're not going to make her into a superhero here but but she yeah she's it's totally believable so i mean yeah it's,
0: the, it, the whole the whole um In the insane asylum, uh, you know the the mental hospital scene. Like it didn't get any better than that. Like that's that's like one of the best scenes in any movie you'll ever see. That whole from beginning of them getting there to them leaving is just awesome, you know. So and uh, and it's it's it's, they don't
2: hurry it. Like that's the thing about the movies nowadays. You have to hurry everything. You're rushing it. So many cut. You have to cut in and out, and and everyone's lose interest. But just, yeah, the way that played out.
0: So I, I gotta tell you, though, this was actually, I know drama is hard. We'll talk about drama here in a little bit, but this one was actually one of my harder ones because um, I I had such a hard time not putting Heat on there. Yeah. Because Heat is just one of my all-time favorite movies. But Another movie that should have been nominated and wasn't. And that was the
2: weakest probably year in the 90s. Right. 96.
0: So... So that, that was a good one. So Derek, uh, we are on the same, same link there. I thought I actually thought you guys might be switched on that one. Yeah. So, uh, good, great. Uh, so let's go to comedy. So comedy, I think, I think I have the most list, the biggest list of comedy that I was trying to choose from. Uh, I think drama was second, but comedy I think was, is first. And, uh, because there's just a, there's a lot of good nineties comedies, I think. Uh, and I, what I really like about 90s comedies was the, you know, the variety of comedy. You know, you had a lot of different type of comedy in the 90s, which I think was great. And some of it people didn't really enjoy. But to be honest with you, like, I enjoy all of them. I like the dry, you know, I like the direct, you know, uh, slapstick. I like it all, you know. So so for me, 90s comedy is is awesome. And so and i went a little different way here in the end so i'm gonna leave this one off and i'm gonna go with swingers and the reason i'm going with swingers is because you you gotta love a young vince fawn and john Favreau. i mean first of all it's like to me they're icons in movies like these guys it, it doesn't get any better um and, and watching the evolution of these guys over the years makes them even better when you go back and watch swingers you know uh, I, i'm sure you guys have you know you watch mandalorian and the new stuff you know and you're like what Don favreau you like you like for you know and so th- to me that makes it even more iconic but when you talk about swingers you just talk about like just a great story like they they do such a good job in the acting it it, you can tell it's not super high budget and then they really just make the movie by their great acting and and that's what makes it such a great movie and it's funny right and so it's funny there is a little bit of drama to it you know but it's it's great you know so swingers uh ended up with with my comedy vote so so derek
1: what do you got Well, and then with swingers, and this comes with my one, I always think of comedies as being very quotable, right? And how often have we quoted swingers? Like all the time, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's swingers. And,
1: (laughs) And for me, the comedy I went with, I went probably a few years with so many quotes from this one. And I'm going for a 1998 comedy, There's Something About Mary.
0: Oh, man. And you know, it's, you know what's crazy about that movie. I'll leave time about it in a second, but it's it's such a good movie. But there, th- this is where I run into the people that don't get it. You know, like you run into these people who are like, "Oh, that's I don't, that's not funny." You know, and you're like, "What do you mean?" You know, that see, that's the problem I have with some of these, <laughs> these '90s comedies. But yeah, I mean, love something about Mary, one of my favorites. So why would you pick it?
1: Well, I just I just think of stuff like, "What is Brett Favre doing here?" Or I mean. <laughs> just the whole stuff with um Matt Dillon you know the whole like everything he's doing like nowadays they call this a problematic movie but as you know as in the 90s it was hilarious you know him stalking and then you have the other boyfriend who's there and you find out at the end and it's it's in the parks. Dude, Tucker <laughs> Tucker's the best though. Come on. This dude, like he's play he plays like
0: he's like crippled, and he's like a pizza dude. His name's Norm.
1: Yeah. And well, like, I'm talking even Oogie. Yeah. Chris Elliott.
0: Right. that's like the the throw it in the uh, you know, you didn't see that one coming, right? Right.
1: I mean, that's the whole, and then Frank and Baines, Right.
0: I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love something on Mary. And I gotta admit, you know. I'm not a huge fan of Cameron Diaz, but uh, I think she does such a good job in that movie. It's like the perfect part for her, and so I, I'm I'm definitely down with that. Love that movie, uh, Wes. What you got?
2: Minor minor swingers, too. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. There's so many great, you know. It's just so many great comedies. Just, but you know, if again, I'm I'm thinking of. The best, you know, the best comedy that I could think of in the '90s. I mean, I like my cousin Vinny. As I mean, it's up there as you know, really good comedy. Um,
0: what do you guys Adam think? Adam Sandler. Of, what do you think of something like, like Tommy Boy?
2: Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, I love Tommy Boy. Uh, yeah. Just like I like Happy Gilmore more.
0: The, it was hard you know billy right. madison and happy gilmore in the 90s yeah. right yeah. That, that was a tough one for me tommy boy was really hard for me because i love chris farley yeah like he's just man so over the top and uh, again again some people get you know turned off by that but it just makes me laugh even more
1: well and that one was perfect too because david spade was perfect with chris farley
0: right right you, you couldn't put oil and water together better Right. I mean, it's like you couldn't have matched a, a better two to, to run those parts. So uh, perfectly cast. So, yeah, that was uh, so I had to throw that one in there because that was a hard one for me. Um, Office Space was a hard one for me not to put in there. Uh, but again, it's that not everybody loves those movies. If you don't love swingers, then yeah, you don't love movies. So so good stuff there. Uh, th- now, this is a tough category. So let's go to drama. Uh, Derek, let's start off with you this time. So tell, tell us your drama.
1: What is it? Well, my drama, some people consider it an action movie, but it's also considered a drama because the such great acting and dialogue in it, and that is heat. Nice, heat nice. is my drama.
0: Well, and and that's the thing about IMDb. They had them, you know. They had these, and that's what we went off of, right? So if they yeah. classified it that way, and, and so, but I've yeah. always, yeah, go ahead.
1: I've always considered Heat more of a drama than an action movie, because you do you do have the end scene, which is a total action, but the whole storyline is a cat and mouse game between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, right? And it's Thanks. like them trying to one up each other. And you got Val Kilmer drama, you know,
0: with you know, the, mm-hmm. the, Natalie Portman, the, the wife and the kid. And yeah, the Natalie Portman with Al Pacino's drama. So yeah, there's ton, tons of, but there's tons of action in it too. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, but the cast though, right. It's Such a great cast. Uh, Danny Trejo, you know, got his start really on heat because he was actually there to be a um, consultant he was in prison and everything for bank robberies and he was a consultant on that and they put him in the movie um he had so many people in that movie michael t williamson um naomi judd hank azaria so many
0: yeah and that's boy there's so many good dramas and then when you throw heat in there too like now you, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of good drama. Well, it's hard.
1: There was I had another one, but I wanted I I, well, I wanted to make sure heat got in there for something. Right.
0: Well, and yeah, I had that same problem with heat in, in the action. But uh, so, Wes, what do you got for drama?
2: That's a tough one. Um, I got American History X. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know it's it's tough like you know i want to you want to go for scum you know because right. that, that's one of one of the great movies of the 90s but um a movie another movie that didn't get nominated in the 90s which you know should have been it was a tough year i mean 1998 was you know a lot of great movies but um yeah i just uh
0: I mean, it's so tell. It, touch- I mean, how do you how do you pick American History X over all these other dramas? Like, so what what makes that the best? It, it's it's such it, it's just you're blown away by
2: you know uh, just the transformation from you know Derek uh, played by um, Edward Dorton. It, it's just, it's, it's a transformation from what he was, then going to jail and um, just the acting. I, I mean, he, he'll, it's one of the best acting jobs um, yeah. that I've
0: ever seen. It, it really is. I mean, you, you, the, it is one of the, the best performances I think, you know, uh, any actor has ever done. Uh, when you talk about him in, in American history, X, and, and it's it's kind of a they're kind of capturing reality a little bit at that time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's kind of hard to watch at some points. It's,
2: it's really
0: hard. Tough to watch. It's a tough. It's a tough one, but it's a great movie. So yeah. I mean, I can't. You know, I, I mean, you can't say anything bad about it. It's that's, I love it. You know, one. It's definitely you know one of my top ones, and. And drama kind of was so hard for me because you had so many good movies that qualified for drama, you know, because IMD, IMDb, of course, is all over the place of drama for sure. Um, but I could not, after I looked at all the dramas, I, I looked at this and I said, you know what, Shawshank Redemption, it's just the best movie ever. <laughs> and I know that's a lot to say, but man, I mean it's one of those movies I can watch a million times it never gets old I never get tired of it you're always pulling for Andy you know and uh you know Morgan Freeman just plays such a great character and then you know he wins in the end you know and that's to me I just love it you know it's like and because this whole time you're just so mad that this guy just you know wrongfully imprisoned, but You don't know it at first but then you do know it and then you know and and then he you know gets over on him so so i went shawshank and i know you know it's you know obviously a highly rated movie and everybody knows it and everything like that and so that at the end of the day i just had to say you know you got to go with the best movie at that point so shawshank on that one um but let's talk about drama for a second because met, what well, she mentioned, Forrest Gump, which I think is an awesome movie, right? I love Forrest Gump. I mean, I, I just want to say, I'll say another one that I had that was really hard for me. And I want to kind of hear from you guys. Is, so I had Braveheart, which is really hard for me not to put on there. But I love Braveheart. Is there any other dramas that you guys had that. Good fellas. Nice. Good fellas. Yeah. And then, um,
2: uh, Unforgiven, yeah, yeah. unforgiven good fellows,
1: fight club, yeah, and then I have for me, I have a thing for Uh, well, there's pulp fiction, and there's I thought, LA you, were Confidential.
0: Gonna go pulp, I thought you
1: were gonna go pulp fiction, yeah, I, I thought
0: that that's one of the ones I was like, but, Derek is
1: going pulp fiction, but you didn't. <laughs> Tarantino's coming later,
0: yeah, <laughs> in romance, right? <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. So, so Braveheart. Yeah, and I had Pulp Fiction, um, Forrest Gump. I was looking at that one, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Goodwill Hunting. You know, there's so many. It was just such a hard one. But again, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I mean, so. Goodwill Hunting is my favorite movie. Probably, you know, next probably next to Swingers. <laughs> you know, but it it was hard for me to to say. It it may not be the best movie, you know, even though it's my favorite. So that's why I think, you know, Shawshank. And then didn't best.
1: get was Goodwill Hunting screwed by Titanic? Is that who screwed them over for Best Picture? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I
1: mean, that was the year, was that was that L.A. Confidential also yeah. that year?
0: Yep. Yeah. And I and I know you know Titanic. You know, it's not everybody's favorite, but it it's a good movie. You know, and it's James Cameron.
1: <laughs> i don't know i would say out of the five that were nominated that year it was the fourth best because i would also put as good as it gets ahead of it, it get, and then it it's better well. than full monty but
0: yeah you know there's a when you talk about titanic though you get you think about a, a, the the popcorn you know the uh, pa, uh the the popcorn appeal you know that's that's what it comes down to with that for sure um, and no, I'm not getting this one yet. I'll talk about this one next because it, it, it was a drama too. But uh, we'll get to this one. So let's move to romance. So romance, not as many here for me. Um, so Wes, let's go back down to you. So Wes, where where are you at on romance?
2: Oh man, this this was a romance. Um, I I picked Buffalo 66 wow yeah
0: wow um, okay yeah like
2: independent you're, movie
0: you really yeah i mean so uh, this is yeah. where that independent comes deep. in
2: yeah um
0: great movie though
2: yeah mm. i mean you know you, you want to go with jerry Maguire in a sense but you know because i i just like i the movie, i don't want I mean, <laughs> but but as far as like as far as like a movie you know that's it's basically about a guy who just you know is down on his luck meets this girl and she really likes him and he, he doesn't understand why right it's like why do you like me you know i'm just and he's always i mean he's just completely down on himself but um but Vincent Gallo, it's, it's it's it's, I guess it's more and more of my favorite movies just because he did everything himself, right? You know, he, he starred, directed produced it with a with a really small budget, um, and the theme behind it too is like you know Buffalo, you know Buffalo
0: lose, you know, Oh, it's a, it's a loser city, you know was like right, he <laughs> it's lost a- four <laughs> Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> It's well written is the thing, you know, and I think that's more important than when you talk about, you know, big uh, budgets and things like that, you know, and that's that's really what makes a great movie. You know, so so I, I mean, I, I can't be mad at that. I mean I, that's good. I love it. Uh, Derek, what do you got?
1: It's not much this one. I think Steve's right on, not much of a surprise here tony scott directed classic tarantino wrote this so he could fund reservoir dogs it's got romance in the title it's true romance (laughs) i knew it
0: i didn't want to spoil it you know before but i i knew that was coming uh that was for me that was a guarantee and so you know a lot of people haven't seen this i was actually talking to holly about that and i was like hey derek's gonna pick this one she's like i've never heard of that
1: if you want to talk about the most star-studded movie of all time,
0: yeah,
1: it is True Romance. If you look up the credits of True Romance, you will your jaw will drop. How many people are in this movie? And like they this is the precursor really to Reservoir Dogs and to Pulp Fiction and all of Tarantino's classic dialogues. You had classic scene with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper. Um, you had James Gandolfini talk, you know, you had Gary Oldman as a white pimp. <laughs> it was, and you know, like starring Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette. It is probably one of the closest to a perfect movie for me.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I love the movie, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. And, and you're right. Like when you when you think about like how many people are in that movie, it's just crazy. Like it, and it's it and and the, when you think about how many people haven't seen it, yeah, I know. That's what's that's what's crazy to me. It's you know, I mean, if you're a movie fan, you 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 should be watching True
1: Romance. So if you're listening or watching this podcast, <laughs> need to check out True Romance. Yep,
0: and then comment put it in the comments. Tell us if you what you thought of it because I want to hear it. And, and then when you
1: realize how great a movie it is, then you can think hit Derek. that subscribe
0: button. <laughs> you can say thank you Derek, show me a great movie. So, this is a tough one uh for me because I think there are some good uh romances in the 90s but this is I had this in drama too. It, IMDb has it both there, but so I went with Life is Beautiful just because it's one of the most amazing stories that you'll ever see in any movie. Um, because I mean, it gets you right. It's obviously there's a lot of drama in it, but there's some romance in it, you know, cause this is, you know, two people or you know, three people, but there's no big stars in it. You know, it's, it's not a blockbuster film, but it really is just, it's a, it's, it's heartfelt. It's heartbreaking. It's <laughs> you're, you're going to cry. You're going to smile. You know, I mean, you're going to do everything in this movie. Like, you're going to be bipolar watching this movie. And uh, it it really, to me, is one of the best movies I've ever seen. So, and a lot of people have not seen it. If you have not seen it, same thing. Life is beautiful. You got to see it. Um, I won't spoil it all for you. But, you know, anytime you're talking about, like, that time of, of of the world and Germany and concentration camps and things like that, you know, it's it's always heart-wrenching but uh this actually for me puts a spin on it that yeah it's tough but at the same time like you see the resolve of people and the love of people and uh and i think it's a great movie so for for me i had to put that in there like because there's some other good movies and, and i know you you know derek you're not the biggest fan of titanic but i think Titanic's one of the 90s you know big ones um And if I don't say pretty woman, Holly will get mad at me because, you know, pretty woman is obviously one of those great 90s romances. And Julia Roberts had like a million of them in the 90s. (laughs) Uh, So uh, romance was good in the 90s. Uh, So let's move to sci-fi. So I'll start with sci-fi. Just because it's it's nothing that nobody would know or guess. I mean, everybody's gonna know what I'm gonna say, and it's the Matrix. And if I have to explain why it's the Matrix, then you haven't seen the Matrix. Uh, just because it's the to me it's the ultimate sci-fi movie, right? It's it's like what could be, and you know, I think Keanu does one of the better jobs that he does. But there's also great supporting cast, storylines, great. There's action. There's you know there's plot in it there's everything in it and and i i just don't see how in the 90s i couldn't call it the best sci-fi movie and so won't you know if you haven't seen the matrix then i think you're living in under a rock but if you haven't seen it see it uh so so i'm going matrix for for i think everybody knows why and so wes what do you got yeah oh yeah that that was mine too um and there's
2: it's like there's not even a, really a close second for me in the 90s you know what
0: star trek six i mean it's like <laughs> there's, star there's, trek. A, there's a few but i mean yeah you're right i mean there's
2: you know there's you know these the armageddons and movies like that independence day but the matrix is so much it, i mean another movie that should have been nominated you know that was year i think american Beauty one. Um, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. But I mean, it, another movie that in the nineties, just like he, um that just that didn't get nominated, it should. It's you know, it it stands the test of time. It, it will always just because of the concept. Um,
0: um Yeah, I think it's that for me one of the things about the concept is like the reality of the concept. If that was true and everything that's happening and you're like, God, I feel like I'm in the matrix. You know, I think that becomes one of these common feelings. (laughs) So it's not just a movie in that sense. It's like the way we wake up in the morning, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I agree there. So, so Derek, what do you got?
1: I I like The Matrix, but it is definitely not the best 90s sci-fi movie. This movie is a generational movie. It is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. It's CGI and animatronics were revolutionary. We're going Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah, so Jurassic Park was actually in both my sci-fi and my action because it, it listed as both um, yeah so I mean make your case for Jurassic Park but I think we all love Jurassic Park
1: well who doesn't love dinosaurs first of all <laughs> and just the fact of like how realistic they looked yeah and it still holds today I mean how, there's another movie coming out really soon and everyone's freaking out about it because it's Jurassic Park now nothing compares to the first one and Chris Pratt's is pretty good yeah but nothing compares to the first one right I mean Richard Attenborough Jeff Goldblum I mean now they have to bring the originals back for this one but just like the sheer like like just the amount of like just seeing a T Rex and then having the footprint and yeah. all that, the special effects of that movie were so amazing back then and they still hold today.
0: Yeah. And it, uh, I mean, the whole storyline's great. You know, I mean, it, it, obviously, what's going to happen when you open a park for dinosaurs? You know, I mean, so, so, so I love oh, it. Yeah. And, and you can't, you can't knock Jurassic Park.
1: Uh, and then John Williams' score is amazing too. Yeah,
0: yep, yeah. You know, and I, I love. If they just got rid of the little blonde girl, like I, I'd have been happy. <laughs> and did you know
1: she went to Western Oregon? Yeah, didn't know that. <laughs> but she shouldn't have been in that movie. <laughs> hey, uh, she, she was did. in another great sci-fi movie. You it know is, what movie that was? Fine. No, Tremors. Tremors. Oh man, love. Tremors. Oh yeah. Um. So.
0: It was hard for me not to, 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 you know, because Matrix is so good. But I'll tell you, for those of you who haven't seen Strange Days, this is such a good movie and so underrated and most people haven't seen it. So I want to throw Strange Days in there just because I, I really wanted to just pick Strange Days, but I could not pick The Matrix. But it's so good. So if you haven't seen Strange Days, check it out um it's so ahead of its time like it's you're gonna look and you're gonna watch that movie you're gonna be like oh my gosh this is the world <laughs> so if you haven't seen strange days check it out uh so last but not least our, our horror slash thriller category um this is an easy one for me it's the only one that was easy for me uh but let's start uh start with Derek
1: this is pretty similar there's only one movie i could think of and that's one that spawned off other movies from it i mean other like everyone tried to copy it and that's scream
0: oh okay
1: i mean from scream you had all the you had the i know what you did last summer is you had you know killing mrs tingle you had all these other movies that came from scream and i mean people still they still try to make movies like scream right now in the horror genre is it the scariest movie no but it's very i love the the first scream i loved so much because of how it like it went away it made fun of the older movie older horror movies but then like also followed the older horror movies
0: right yeah no i agree screams great love scream um definitely definitely when you're talking about a a sheer horror film you know it's it's really far up there in the 90s uh what do you think Wes what do you got
2: this was kind of tough for me just because it's you know almost
0: two categories in
2: one yeah it's you know it's and far as what would the best be um I had to go with silence
0: of the lamps. Oh yeah. So that was that was the battle of my two. So I yeah. I had two that I was battling between and that was one of them. Uh so so tell us tell us why. Uh, it's
2: Anthony Hopkins. Right. Just just um the the uh sometimes It's better when it when you're dealing with horror thrillers, it's it's the the psychological effects of not knowing and not seeing actual acts of horror. It's just, you know, the whole mind games that he plays. Um and the culminations up up to the end of the movie. Another movie like if you haven't seen, you know. Silence
0: of the Lambs, you know. Right. <laughs> You're in rock. You want to you,
2: you want to see the see, you know, fear then uh
0: yeah. Well, I think when you when you talk about psychological thriller, I don't think you get better than Silence of the Lambs. Um, if you if you get that specific on the category, you know. Um, but yeah, so Silence of the Lambs man, it was so it was back, I was back and forth and I was back and forth. Uh, but ultimately I I ended on seven. And said so, I mean, come, on. I mean, I just I just love seven. And I think, you know, if you've seen it, then you understand why. But the people haven't seen it, you know, they could, you know, say, Oh, well, Science Slam was great, or you know, another one I thought was really good for the 90s was Six Cents, you know, people really like the Sixth Cents and things like that, but I think the way like seven plays out the plot and the storyline and you include acting into that at the same time, you know, I think you, you make a really good movie and one that I can watch over and over and over and over again. I don't get tired of it, you know? And so, so I went with seven, but it it was a real, real close with Silence of the Lambs uh, for this category for me. So So I'll I'll just break off my top and then we'll go around the horn. So Action T2, Comedy, Swingers, Drama, Shawshank Redemption, Romance, Life is Beautiful, Sci-Fi, The Matrix, and Horror, Thriller, uh, Seven. So Derek, give us your list.
1: Um, Action T2, Comedy, There's Something About Mary, Drama, Heat, Romance, True Romance, Sci-fi, Jurassic Park, and horror, Scream.
0: Yeah, Wes, what's yours? Pull up
2: here. Action. <laughs> oh, I we'll, we'll do mine later.
0: <laughs> uh, point. Break. I don't have it
2: written down.
0: <laughs> you Point Break for action. Point Break. You get Swingers for comedy. Uh, you had what do you have for drama? All right. well, I don't remember Wes's. <laughs>
1: well romance was Buffalo 66 yeah. sci-fi, sci-fi.
0: horror was Silence of the Lambs
1: A drama wasn't it um, drama was American uh, History, History
0: X. X American History X that's right okay so that, that's, our, that's all of our uh, movies for you guys to check out in the 90s. Uh, you know, check them out. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like, leave in the comments here. And so, uh, as a little bit of a transition here uh, for, for you sports fans that are still listening, we're going to talk a little bit about the first day of the NFL draft, round one. Man, I mean, I, I, I can't get enough NFL never you know obviously i love football but when you get into this draft like it's such a weird draft uh so let's kind of start with you know what do you think of the draft so far like you know who has the best draft up to this point first round who had the best first round picks and then are, are the picks going as you thought or you know is there any surprises so let's start. Start with Derek. What do you got?
1: Well, I think the um, there's a few teams, but I'm going to go. With the Jets made the biggest. I think they got three top 15 players. Uh, they need a lot of stuff. I mean, they got what didn't they get Sauce Garrett Sauce Gardner, um, Garrett Wilson, and Jeremiah Johnson? Is it? uh so Gardner we'll
0: Garrett Wilson.
1: Ahmad Gardner. Yeah, Jeremiah Johnson,
0: yeah. yeah. Jeremiah Johnson. Johnson. Jermaine yeah. Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine
1: Johnson. J- Jermaine Johnson. So they got, they got their um pass rusher. They got a shutdown corner, and they got a, a, a receiver for Wilson. So that's what they need because the, the last few years they've been getting offensive linemen. So this is Wilson's ear. He's got to show it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so – not time out the draft for a second. Let's talk about Wilson. Like, is he the guy for the jets?
1: Well, he actually started to play a lot better at the end of the season. So I would give him the benefit of doubt. they don't have, they didn't have much talent around him, And that's always the hard part. I mean, what I think Braxton Berrios was his best receiver. Yeah. So, and can you even name the running back? <laughs>
0: No, I don't know. I mean, no. um, you look at the running backs they've had over the last few years, you know, like right. Gore and uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name, the old Pittsburgh Steeler for a while, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, yeah, they, they weren't doing a lot and and I think you're right. I think the Jets had a great um, first round for sure, right? But they had three picks. so yeah. they Well, they the traded in for so. the
1: last pick though. Right.
0: So yeah, and then um, as far as like say you know top five, top ten, is that pretty much what you expected?
1: I was surprised that teams were disciplined. I really thought we were going to see like a Christian Ponder type thing going on, but no one drafted any, reached for any quarterbacks. This this is pretty amazing. Usually, no matter what the draft class is, you got three or four quarterbacks going, and. The only team, the Steelers, the only one that took a quarterback, and I still thought they took the wrong one, but they really? got value by where they picked him. You, so, don't, you
0: don't, you don't like Pickett, huh?
1: I like Malik Willis better. Malik
0: Willis. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's upsides to that, but I think Pickett is is the safer pick because I, I, I don't think I don't know that he'll be. An elite quarterback, but I don't think he'll be a bad quarterback. I think he'll do well. I think put put the right people around him and uh, run the right type of offense. I think he's okay. He's got a good well, strong arm.
1: Is he that much better than Mason Rudolph or Trubisky? That's, that's exactly <laughs> exactly what he's to me. He's another
2: Mason Rudolph, right. you know, in a sense. Yeah, Mason Rudolph had a lot of physical, you know, he had what his skills, but he wasn't mobile. Yeah, he was just he was kind of. You know, just never really developed.
0: Pickett's but sneaky
1: pick mobile though. Yeah, Pickett is sneaky <laughs> mobile, like his a fake slide. The yeah. fake slide was pretty cool. <laughs> he,
0: he's sneaky mobile and yeah. I think he I think he has a stronger arm than most people realize. He has uh, small hands. <laughs>
2: small His small hands, but small yeah, hands. something with his thumb where it comes around <laughs> the ball. Like, they're trying to explain it. And he actually sent the video to different teams. Like, hey, look, my, right. my hands are small, but my thumb wraps around the ball like this so I can get, you know, a better grip on it. So,
0: so yeah. So, I thought, so tell you this, Wes. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, Thibodeau or Hutchinson? Who's a better edge pick there in that top five? <laughs> you know, I, I
2: want to say thibodeau just because of the upside but he seems like his motor is doesn't run as it doesn't run like aiden and hutchinson does um aiden is just a much more disciplined and is a lot more moves um i would lean toward hutchinson just because you know what you're getting with him he's going to give you 110 100 you know pretty much 100 of the time um Versus Thibodeau, who is—he's got, you know, he's extremely fast around the edge. Um, sometimes I, I think possibly he just he gets um, distracted. Let's put it that way,
0: <laughs> you know. But now, yeah. So athletically, though, I mean, who's better, Hutchinson or, or Thibodeau? Thibodeau. So, is there a bigger upside to that? Oh yeah,
2: there's there's a bigger upside. It's just it's just it's you know again he it's there's so many things about you know I I mean you can play him if you're playing three four you can play him you know linebacker play him you know just more of an edge rusher, um, but. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm just going straight up, you know, just the safer pick, I'd have to go with Hutchison.
1: I think yeah. the real question here is, it's not Thibodeau or Hutchison. Why was why would you take Trayvon Walker over those two guys? And that's the real issue. I think Walker is a huge reach, and he's they. It's not like he is. Heads and above shoulders, better like Workout Warrior, better than the other two, and he had less production with the with an amazing defense around him. So yeah. if you're telling me you have five first round picks, plus you got Nicobe Dean in this probably early <laughs> second, and you get barely any sacks or any any um you know tackles for loss. No man, you got to have some production. Yeah, nine nine sacks I
0: mean, yeah i think that's a definitely a, a bit of a of a stretch there but i i think that they're probably going for you know uh i think longevity or you know the 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 ability that can come you know i think they're just hoping
1: i don't that's the first pick overall you don't want to be hoping for something though yeah
0: yeah no i mean i get it it's a. Uh, it's hard to (laughs) it's hard to justify but at the same time you know it's like you don't know when it it comes to the NFL draft it's like who knows you know what's going to happen
1: you know usually whenever someone is on a board and then all of a sudden they go from like 15th to number one they turn out to be a bust right
0: and that yeah. I think, I think that's probably the the, the important part. Is got to understand that you know people have already done their research, you know, and so when you see that, you know, you know, it, it's hard to, it, it is hard to justify. I agree. I mean, it, I can't really argue that. Uh, so Hutchinson, for so here's for me, and I just because I, I think this Thibodeau uh, Hutch, Hutchinson thing for me, I feel like Hutchinson's more like a the Bosa's, right? I think you kind of know what you get out of the Bosa's. And I feel like Thibodeau more like a, a clowny, a Jadavion clowny where he, he can be this freak athlete that if he really puts his heart into it, can dominate the game. You
1: know? Well, and I feel the misnomer on Hutchinson is I think, and I don't want to sound racist, but because he's white, people don't realize he has very comparable and measurables to Vaughn Miller. Right. When Von Miller was coming out of college. So it's not like he's a slow potted, you know, working really hard to get through. He's a very gifted athlete also.
0: Yeah. And that's why I think he's a lot like the Boses, right? They're, they're all, they're very gifted. I think that's, to me, that's the most comparison, the easiest comparison you could make. Yeah. Um, and so, I so I thought that one was interesting when I look at those, and I, I think that's the way most people thought it was going to go. You know, I think everybody thinks Aiden's a little more disciplined and was going to go higher. Um, so I, but I still think the Giants did really well for themselves. So the Giants, you know, I mean, getting the fifth, you having the fifth and the seventh, getting Evan Neal and Thibodeau, <laughs> I mean, you're getting the best lineman in the draft. And potentially, you know, a superstar edge rusher. And so I think the Giants did really good for themselves. So is as, as well as I think the Jets did, uh, I, I think, you know, looking at what the Giants did, I think they they did really well for themselves.
1: And the one that surprises me and doesn't surprise me, because it always seems to happen, even though they gave up Hollywood Brown, the Ravens <laughs> got got two quality players. They got they got the who was arguably the, the, the number one prospect in Kyle Hamilton. Right. And then they got the number one center in Tyrell Linderbaum. So it's, they did so well for picking late, like middle round.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you got to look at the, the Ravens did great too. So I think Ravens, Jets, Giants, I think all did great in the first round. Uh, any surprises? Uh, anything, Wes, that threw you off, or or thought you thought you know did great?
2: I think two surprises: uh, the Saints traded up for Chris Olave. All right, that was kind of a head scratcher. I thought yeah, that's, I mean, I like Chris Olave, I like Garrett Wilson better, but um. And then uh, the, the tray and actually just – actually the Packers not even taking a receiver. Again,
0: Does that, surprise, does that surprise you? I mean, it, not only does it not take a receiver, but I mean, you, think, you think two you think, defensive you think, players.
2: You think eventually, you know, they, oh. they might do it. They might pull the trigger on it. But no. I understand there are five receivers that went – pretty much ahead of them all yeah. five of them they wanted and they didn't want the kid from what north dakota state
0: right right and I so mean, it's like so now I they're, get gonna, it. they're gonna wait you know they're gonna wait until yeah. later to get a driver, <laughs> right a receiver uh, so so two th- i mean the packers just don't take offense so i mean that's just crazy i do really really like um quay walker like that's a great pick that that guy's gonna be good. That, I thought
1: mind. he's more of a second round talent though. I thought you could get him in the second round.
0: You you might have been able to. I don't think they wanted to take the
1: chance. I would have rather had Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Lloyd's room. Yeah.
0: The yeah. And and again, you don't know just because it's obviously NFL drafts, so you don't know who's gonna be good and bad. They I am sure they saw something in him. And just to be honest with you, I, I saw something in him watching him play the the speed he plays with.
1: Uh, well, it's easy when you have Devonte Wyatt, <laughs> you know, you have those two defensive tackles to right. take all the blocks.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, but def- defensively, uh, they've done some good things in Green Bay on defense. So, you know, they've been better the, on defense than they had in a while. So we'll see what happens, but I think that's a good pick. Um, so, you know, with Olave though, there is one thing you can look at and say, he is he is that kind of fire and ice, right? To to Michael Thomas, where you've got the the great possession receiver. Now you do put some a speed threat to help Michael Thomas a little bit to where Olave can stretch the field. You know, so that almost could make a little bit of sense. You know, because I mean you think about it, he is like one of the fastest guys in the draft, right? yeah so i mean that that's a but trading up i mean
2: the trade it's the whole (laughs) idea of trading up you're just like oh are they really going to go after willis like so
0: so here's a question for you guys who who do you think is the best wide receiver in the draft or uh, of the first round wide receivers who's the best
1: It was the other team I thought did really well, and that's the Detroit Lions with Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams is hands down the best receiver in this draft class. Uh, If he didn't get hurt, Alabama's national champion.
0: Okay. What do you think, Wes?
1: Yeah,
2: I, I have to go with Derek on that one. I mean, I like Garrett Wilson as far as like you know, the athletic ability, the ability to to go up for you know 50-50 ball. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna fit really well in, in New York. Um but yeah Jameson Williams is I mean he's yeah. they clocked him at twenty three miles per <laughs> hour. Like the you know, I mean he's he's another Tyree he kill.
0: But he's big um, and he's big. Yeah. That's the difference. Like and, yeah, it's six two
2: it's catch radius, you know, it's just it's um, that, that's that's great pickup for Detroit. It's going to really help Jared Goff, and I think Jared Goff needs a lot of help. And yeah, that's going to uh, that's gonna we're gonna see you know how you know Jared Goff can you know lead this team <laughs> to uh, the playoffs, and uh, they're still they're still
0: like the only team that's never been to a Super Bowl,
2: never been to a Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> you know for a team that lost as much as they did, like they didn't play terrible, you know, no. there was a lot of close games and, and, uh and I, it's not all gospel either, you know, but uh yeah, I agree. I mean, James Williams, is definitely the best receiver. I do like Trey Burks a lot though. Um I think he's big, you know, he's got the, he's, he's got decent separation for his size, you know, so I, I think that that was a good pick.
1: Would you rather pay A.J. Brown or draft Burks?
0: I'd let him go. I'm not an A.J. Brown fan. Uh, A.J. Brown does some good stuff. You know, uh, he catches the ball well sometimes. Like, so he's so hit or miss to me. It's like sometimes he's like this most amazing receiver you've ever seen. And then sometimes it's like, where's A.J. Brown? (laughs) You know, or like, why did you not catch that ball? Yeah. Well, why do you
1: think about him with the Eagles though?
0: Again, I, I think you're going to get what you get with AJ Brown is, is I just don't think he's, he's uh, consistent enough, you know? And so we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe he's not happy in Tennessee, you know, who knows, you know, what, what the reasoning behind it is, but in my, in my opinion, I just don't think he's very consistent. Well, it's like a
2: Julio Jones thing too.
0: It's just, yeah. you know, I
2: mean, is it he's
1: not consistent or is it because Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback? Well, Definitely. you know, there,
0: there's there's a lot oh. of issues. <laughs> in oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and, it's, and one of them's not Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the that's issue. the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, overall, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, when as I looked at the draft and watched it go, I wasn't surprised with a lot of stuff. Like some people switched around a little bit. Um, I think this was one of the drafts for me where most of the teams were really kind of fulfilled their needs. You know, they were, they didn't take many chances. Like there's a couple in there, you know, that, uh, yeah, you want to question, <laughs> especially the first overall pick, you know, but, uh, I think, you know, a lobby was a little bit of a question for me, but when you look at like most teams kind of filled their needs, did a good job. Um, a lot of old linemen taken, but that was interesting. Um, not as no quarterbacks just just the one
1: right no running backs
0: yeah no running backs zero running backs which is interesting so uh exciting first round but i'm actually more excited for the next couple rounds you know because i think there's some good talent still out
1: there and for me being a raiders fan i think the trade is a steal now right for me like at 22 they weren't going to get any receivers
0: no i mean you actually yeah you won there like the Raiders really won that trade, you know. And then
1: yeah. Dolphins getting Tyreek Hill,
0: yeah. You know, and and so I'm actually excited now that you know that the Bears have a couple second round picks, you know, because I, I think there's some good talent left in there. So um, I'm excited to see the next uh, couple couple rounds of the draft. So we'll uh, we'll recap that, you know, at our, at our later podcast here. So, man, great podcast, guys. I love the I love the movie stuff. I mean, those '90s movies. For those of you watching, love to hear some comments. Uh, you know, what do we miss? You know, what do you like?
1: Yeah, give us some suggestions. Maybe it's something we haven't seen. Doubt it, but right. maybe it's something yeah. we haven't yeah. seen. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, and and I uh, also suggestions. You know, on on you know new topics, new podcasts. Open to all that in the comments. Uh, If you can't get on YouTube or you don't want to get on YouTube, you know, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever uh, platform you use there. Uh, But, you know, don't forget to like and subscribe, at least on YouTube. So, you know, we can uh, keep growing the channel. Uh, We're getting a lot. We're getting more views, more subscribers. uh, Well, not as many subscribers. So you guys are watching, but you're not subscribing. So please (laughs) subscribe. (laughs) But more views, which is great. Give us
1: some comments too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, don't forget to like, and, uh, and subscribe. So appreciate everybody watching. Uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks.